Welcome back to Yang Daily. I'll be your host, Alex Cheney, bringing you all the Yang news you need to live your life right. And we're back after what I believe to be the longest break in Yang Daily's history. And what a rich and glorious history it is. We are not yet at the end of the great Yang Daily labor strike. There is more turmoil ahead. But enough pussyfooting around. Let's get to the news. Quick shout out to our tier three patrons, Shay Meehan and Nathan Stankowski, as well as all our other patrons. You keep us all informed and engaged. If any of you out there want to join these advocates of humanity first and independent journalism, head on over to patreon.com slash yangdaily. It would only take a couple of bucks a month from each listener to keep this podcast and community going and growing into the future. Now on to the news. We've got some exciting stuff to catch up on. In a somewhat surprising turn of events, Biden has abruptly learned the word Tesla. Yes, after just years of shilling for GM and Ford's efforts to stall the EV revolution, Biden, for the first time, admitted that Tesla is the leading manufacturer of electric vehicles in a speech to the nation. This comes after his notably consistent and brazen exclusion of his own country's most innovative and American-made auto manufacturer, and his gifting of praise for their accomplishments to their failing competitors drove almost 60,000 disgruntled Tesla fans to sign a Change.org petition asking that he acknowledge reality. In fact, a couple went so far as to run prominent billboard advertisements to the same effect. Barring massive coincidence, it seems to have worked. Presumably, Biden felt he could get away with appeasing his union lobbyists when it was on the down low, but decided to relent when the bias became too transparent to the general public. Politics at its finest. It's not much, but these days, getting presidents to admit to reality is somewhat of an accomplishment. Small victory though it may be, it is one more example that advocacy does affect change. Well, another month, another Yang controversy. Joe Rogan, who's certainly enjoying a lot of free press recently, apparently said the N-word on his podcast, so everyone has been discussing whether or not he's a racist. Yang, principally, but perhaps unwisely, chose to wade into the discussion and defend Rogan's honor, saying he does not believe Joe is racist and that Joe has many black friends. I'm sure you can predict how that wording went over. Yang ended up issuing an apology over the wording, seems like another drummed-up quest for offense to me, and a distraction from what really matters, which seems to be people's favorite pastime. In more productive news, BlockWorks posted a really quality interview of Yang regarding crypto, blockchain, and Web3. Andrew came off sounding quite knowledgeable and reasonable as he explained why he thinks people need to push for sensible regulation on the technologies. He said that he's invested in this because Web3 has the potential to remove barriers between creators and their supporters, as we've already seen in the art community, and that the forward party wants to become the movement that helps mainstream these technologies and generally make things more efficient. He argues the Web3 community needs to get politically involved, backing congressional candidates who support smart regulation for purely financial reasons, if nothing else. Going on to lay out a hypothetical risk-reward assessment that investing a portion of holdings into these efforts would ultimately save money versus allowing overzealous regulation. Of course, it's also about protecting innovation. Regulation will happen with or without input from the community. Speaking of Web3, guess who got a shout-out from Jack, former CEO of Twitter, during a podcast convo on crypto? Yang Gang's very own congressional candidate, Erica Rhodes. Jack complimented her understanding of crypto as well as her general character. How cool is that? Way cool. You just can't not like her. 
Back to Yang, the Washington Post also posted an interview, this time about building strong men. If you listen to Yang's podcast episode on the topic, you're caught up. If not, it's basically about addressing the increasing struggles of boys in school and behavior, mental health, and violence, and the job markets that they go into. He also emphasizes the data shows men are more prone to depression and nihilism when deprived of what they see as their purpose, which is usually their job. I'm a little bit uncomfortable with how he talks about this like it's an intrinsic aspect of males rather than a product of culture, but it is true regardless of the source. He drives the point that cultivating healthy, well-adjusted men is vital to helping women, as women so often end up suffering at the hands of unhealthy men. While discouraging toxic masculinity is important, it is at least as important to encourage positive masculinity, and he reinforces that it's far easier to build boys into healthy men than it is to rehabilitate damaged men. While the discussion is unfortunately light on solutions, he argues for supporting effective educational, vocational, apprenticeship, mentoring, and family assistance programs, as well as revitalizing industries that historically supported men, such as manufacturing. And in politics, Yang has also endorsed a candidate for Massachusetts Attorney General, Quentin Palfrey, who Andrew went to school with. Is the endorsement based on anything more than them being friends? I don't really know. Yang unfortunately did not give any reasons, just the endorsement. So I guess look into him if you reside in the mall. But the biggest news, while the fight continues to reinstate last year's improvements to the CTC, a new improvement has entered the ring, and it's led by Republicans. The Child Tax Credit for Pregnant Moms Act of 2022 has just been introduced to the House with the support of many Republican legislators, including Mitt Romney. This bill would extend eligibility for the CTC, whatever amount it ends up being, to pregnant women for the year of their pregnancy, with aborted pregnancies excluded, to help with financial preparation for parenthood. It is a recognition of the cost of preparing for a child and the social value of a healthy environment for newborns. Seems a sensible addition. If kids are worth supporting, why exclude the first year? If you agree, tell your representatives to vote for it. Easy contact information in the links. With Republican support, this could actually pass if Dems back it. Let's not waste a golden opportunity. And finally, Forward and Yang will be hosting a premiere for a mysterious video called Unlocking Democracy regarding the future that the Forward Party is working toward. It will feature on February 18th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Donors can also download the video on demand. Links below. And that'll do it for today's Yang Daily. Bookmark and share the Web3 and masculinity interviews, Jack's shoutout of Erica, Yang's endorsement, and the infant CTC. Flood Congress with calls, tweets, faxes, and letters using the easy volunteer contacts below. If you need help, consult the Income Movement Aid Database, the Mission Asset Fund, or United Way. And don't forget to Yang Daily.